Welcome investors to the Absolute Return Podcast, your source for stock market analysis, global macro musings, and hedge fund investment strategies. Your hosts, Julian Klamotko and Michael Kesslering, aim to bring you the knowledge and analysis you need to become a more intelligent and wealthier investor. This episode is brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate, because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. Welcome, folks, to the Absolute Return Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Klamachko. I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Kesslering. And on today's podcast, we welcome special guest, Peter George, CEO of Evolve Technology. Evolve, the leader in AI touchless security screening, recently announced a merger with Newhold Investment Corp in a $1.25 billion deal. On the podcast, Peter discusses how Evolve's scanning and AI technology works to detect threats, the role Evolve can play as a country reopens and in a post-pandemic world, details and insights into the merger with SPAC Newhold Investment Corp, how the company landed Bill Gates as an investor, key growth opportunities, and more. A point of disclosure, the Accelerate Arbitrage Fund ETF currently holds Newhold Investment Corp shares in the fund. So with no further ado, here's our discussion with Peter George, CEO of Evolve Technology. All right, we have Peter from Evolve here on the show today. Looking forward to getting into details with respect to the company, Evolve Technology, and some of the AI behind it. I'm super excited about artificial intelligence and practical applications that benefit society, which seems to be the case with Evolve. So Peter, why don't we start off by you walking us uh, through the business, through Evolve, how the technology works specifically in terms of detecting threats and, and how your solution differs from conventional security screening such as metal detectors. Yeah. Well, first of all, Julian, thank you so much for uh, having me uh, with you today. <clears throat> Thrilled to tell you about our story at, at Evolve Technology because we, we have an amazing story. Uh, the company was born seven or eight years ago and founded by one of our co-founders, Mike Ellenbogen, who has a long and deep history in doing threat detection in aviation. In fact, he built a company called Reveal Technology right after 9-11, and they uh, put their bag scanning technology in about 330 different airports around, around the globe. Uh, and it became very clear to them that there was a security uh, opportunity outside of aviation, right? All the venues in the world that want their venues to be safe, but obviously don't want to create some of the long lines um, and having people touch your belongings like you do when you have to get onto a plane. So they right. set out with this amazing team, a bunch of really important patents. Uh, funding from Bill Gates was our, one of our original funders, but General Catalyst and uh, DCVC and Lux Capital, really great investors to go solve this problem. And it's a really hard problem to solve. Right. Finding con threats and concealed weapons on people while they're moving at the pace of life uh, without them uh, divesting of their normal things. And their normal things today include metal, right? Keys, yeah. phones, things that you ha actually have to take out. So discriminating between a phone and a fire firearm is the magic that uh, we we came up with, and it took you know uh, advanced sensors, artificial intelligence, uh, cameras, a lot of contemporary technology to solve that problem, and we have. 
And so now we're completely disrupting the physical security space because we can provide, I call it democratizing security finally, mm -hmm. but we can provide security to all those venues that want to make their venues safe but don't want to create lines and make the visitor experience be compromised. And we've been doing that now for many years and we've been you know, really fortunate to be in the position we're in. Yeah, nothing worse than waiting in a long lineup and they scan you with a metal detector and something beeps, they got to pat you down. And, you know, all that whole entire rigmarole that wastes countless hours. So it's great to see what you guys are up to. And from a social impact implication, aside from saving people hours and hours at, say, an airport and you know, other sensitive places like that with respect to you know carrying uh, specific things that they shouldn't be carrying. Mm -hmm. What are some of the social impact implications that evolve is you know the problems that you're solving within society? Sure. Well, it starts with our mission. I, I would say the the central thing that brings people to this company and keeps us here so energized and driven is to make the world a safer place right? A safer place to live and to work and to learn and to play. And as everybody unfortunately knows that we have a, even though we're coming out of a pandemic, we have a, an epidemic in North America. We have a gun epidemic and we, we have way too many mass shootings in North America. As you know, just in the last 30 days, there have been over 50 mass shootings. Right. And a mass shooting is defined as four people or more are more dying, right? That That's awful, right? Um, the fact that I have a, a four children, my oldest daughter is a second grade teacher, uh, and on the second day of school for her eight-year-olds, she's under a desk showing her kids how to hide from a, an active shooter. Yeah, I mean, we need awful. to do better than that yeah. as a society. So when I think about the big you know, things that we're doing, making the world a safer place, getting our kids to go to school and be able to learn safely, Having us now after the pandemic, let's, we all want to gather again. We want to be together. But the new kind of paradigm and proxy is how do we be together and do it in a safe way? Safe from the pandemic, that threat, but safe from all kinds of threat, including the guns and knives and the, and the threats of bad people. And we're very, very focused on that. And we feel uh, super committed and super mission driven about, about that for our customers and privileged that they choose us to do that. And we, and we think, well, we know we're, we're making the world safer. And we, we've stopped 5,000 weapons from going into venues since we were born. We find hundreds and hundreds more every single week and month that we work. We've done more scans, over 50 million, other than the TSA, than anyone in the world. And, um, and every single day we're finding weapons going into places they shouldn't go. That's right. all. Right. And so to yeah. fully understand how the technology works and how it differentiates yeah. itself from more conventional screening mechanisms is, mm. you know, someone walks through and then that data is processed via your AI algorithms and it's able to basically provide insights and, and decode perhaps um, unwanted objects on some of the people walking through. Is, is that correct? We can discriminate between all the things that people carry, including metal, and find the needle in the haystack. And mm. the needle is we're looking for weapons, right. right? Guns, bombs, large tactical knives. And back in April, uh, one of our customers came to us and said, hey, we're really worried about weapons coming in. But the pandemic has weaponized people. 
we can't have COVID-19 come in here. Because you have this Cortex AI software platform, could you also screen for elevated body temperature? So uh. in about 60 days, we were able to add COVID-19 to one of the threats that, uh, that we can discover. So when people come through at very, very high flow, and think, Julian, about people flowing in like you're in a rugby scrum, right? Flowing in unfettered without taking anything out, groups of people. We're screening um, and looking for threats, and we can find all the threats I mentioned, uh, guns, bombs, and knives, but also you can set our system at the temperature you want. Let's call it over 100. Somebody has an elevated body temperature. There's a special camera and a tablet. We pull them aside, and we can screen for that. So by, you know, that allows us to have this agility to add new threats uh, that may, may future-proof our customers going forward because you never know if there's another thing to deal with, another pandemic, uh, another whatever. And they really appreciate that, right, having us in there and being able to do multiple kinds of threats. That's a pretty cool feature to be able to do it so efficiently. I've been to you know a number of stores where they stop you, wait in a line, and they do an individual uh, temperature test, but that's right. about it. So your product seems significantly more efficient than that type of uh, product that is conventionally offered. As for customers, I imagine airports, sports venues, but what are some of the best uses of the Evolve product and what type of venues would typically yeah. use it? Yeah, when people think of this problem, the first place they normally think about is the airports and aviation. Right. And the truth is we're, we're not focused there, actually. We're focused and because a lot of people are, right? And people will be willing to stand in a long line and take their stuff out because they're getting the prohibited items list from the TSA to get on a plane is different than the threat factor that we're worried about. We're worried about threats to a crowd. Right. So if you think about those places, non-aviation, and by the way, some of the airports are using our technology for employee screening, other parts of a terminal screening. But we're really focused on uh, non-aviation places where people are gathering. You, you mentioned them, Julian. Stadium performing arts venues, um, hospitals, office buildings, any place, malls where lots of people are coming and they want to be together, we make sure that those threats don't get in and we do it uh, without you breaking stride going into the venue. And that's what's so compelling is the visitor experience, the second to none, you just walk in, but we can find that needle in the haystack and, and make sure you're not carrying a weapon. And the truth is we flip the model on security because with the conventional technology, a metal detector that was invented 80 years ago, it, you, the only way that that system operates is they basically treat everybody that like they have a weapon until they prove they don't. And the truth is most people don't. But everyone has to stand in that long line and be frisked because of it. Hmm. So we flipped the model and used artificial intelligence and sensors to find the weapons. And sometimes people bring them in and we always find them. But everybody else that's not, guess what? They get to come see their favorite band, come see their favorite show, come see their favorite sports team, and not have to feel like they're getting on a plane or going to a prison. And that's game-changing for the industry. It really is. 
And now, a word from our sponsor, Accelerate, one of Canada's most innovative and fastest-growing alternative investment solution providers, with a suite of institutional-caliber alternative ETFs for investors seeking diversification and long-term performance. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund, symbol ARB on the TSX, is the world's first SPAC-focused ETF, with a diversified portfolio of SPAC and merger arbitrage opportunities in an easy-to-use, low-cost ETF. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund ETF trades under the symbol ARB on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. And so by by flipping the model like that, I mean, there there has to be cost savings um, from the venue standpoint, but also probably increased revenue generation if you're thinking up a sporting event. The sooner that that fan is in the stadium, the sooner they're buying concessions and whatnot. And so what type how how does this change yeah. the customer economics? Yeah, great great question, Michael. And you're you're right on, right? So the three things that people choose us for and want. Number one, and the primary thing is, I want my security posture to get better, right? I want people to come in and feel safer and be safer. We do that, right? We use technology to do things at scale that other technology can't do. So number one. I need a better security um, in my venue. Number two, I want my visitor fan experience to be second to none, walk in and not break stride. But can I also save money too? Wouldn't that be awesome? And the truth is, particularly when we're replacing metal detectors, the conventional technology, we save all of our customers at least 70% or more on security. And that comes in the form of uh, dramatically reducing the number of systems you need, right? We're 10 times faster than a metal detector, but every one of those old mags requires three or four security guards to man it, right? And because it's so labor intensive, not only do they get alert fatigue and aren't really doing security the way that they like to, uh, but it's, it's expensive because you have a lot of people. To get 80,000 people in a football game at a major stadium today, some of our stadium customers have hundreds and hundreds of metal detectors and four or 500 guards. We can reduce that to 25 of our systems. Remember, 3,600 people an hour, dramatically reduce the number of guards they now need. And it makes the guards better because the alarm, the alarm doesn't go off every time. Julian, you started out by giving the example we all know, which is take everything out, yeah. It, the alarm always goes off in the metal detector, and then there's Ooh. there's somebody wanding you, and it's it's not a good experience for for anybody. But it always alarms, right? And if they get alar- alarm fatigue, and of course that doesn't it means that the security is not very good because it's hard to pay attention to eighty two thousand people that are alarming, right? When we use technology to find the needle in the haystack, when there is alarm, you can bet that those security guards are paying attention. So it makes security better. The fan experience is great. It's less expensive. And Michael, to your point, not only do your fans get in and have this great experience, guest services loves us because they're standing at the concession store. They're standing at the swag store, spending money and in their seat, uh, ready for the opening whistle of the game. And oftentimes they're standing in the security line when the kickoff happens and they're, they're not happy, right? It's the worst part of getting into, into a game. So so we're completely transforming that experience for fans and for venues, and both the physical security uh, decision makers really, really appreciate what we do because we make their job better, but also guest services, to your point, loves us because 
they they have happy fans and they're spending money and driving new revenue and everyone likes that. And, and let me just make one other comment. We see going forward once we there are two friction points that exist when you think about going into a ticketed venue. Let's use the stadium, but this could be a performing arts venue, one of our customers, Lincoln Center, or or any ticketed venue. The two friction points that you stop are one to get screened and two for your ticket. And so now we've solved, we've unlocked the friction point for screening. Uh, our customers are saying, hey, is there any way that you could also do smart ticketing? So somebody could get out of their car and walk from the parking lot into their seat and walk through our system and not only be screened for threats, but also rip their smart ticket and get into the stadium and not break stride. And we, we have plans to add that uh, capability to our platform before the end of 2021. So we think that's really going to unlock a lots of opportunity because as people are beginning to open up again, and we've helped some of the major league baseball teams open up in baseball season the last couple of weeks, they their fans are coming back in a frictionless way. They want touchless ticketing, they want touchless screening, and they want touchless apps for food. And we're right in the middle of providing you know, those kinds of capabilities. We're excited about the future and the new kind of proxy for people to come back together is to come back that way. Want to be safer, but I don't, I don't want to stop and I don't want anyone to touch my, my things. <laughs> and, uh, and we have some technology that can allow that. So touching on the whole reopening theme that yeah. hopefully we all get to experience uh, in summer 2021 and going forward, how can Evolve's uh, technology and products assist with that? Do you really see this as uh, you know, a key time for the company in terms of rolling out its products into the market? So look, absolutely. And look, one of the things that we learned, all of us learned during the pandemic, uh, is that we all figured out how to operate from a different place, right? We're working and Zooming from home. Uh, we are eating over Uber Eats. We're watching our videos over Netflix. And companies r recognize this is the time to accelerate their digital transformation efforts in their businesses. And we believe, we know, there's been a seismic chain in the world around how people want to gather again. And so we're taking advantage of that. We, we always, we've had a really good business prior to, to COVID, but COVID has accelerated the need and the requirement to come back and gather in a touchless and frictionless way. So, you know, our, we have very, very strong demand in our business right now because people are opening up. They've rethought how they want to do that. They know that to bring visitors back to their museum or their stadium, it's going to require a new way. And we obviously have a way that nobody in the world has today. And we're helping venues in all kinds of verticals in every, in every kind of industry. And we feel fortunate to be in this position and privileged to, to make sure that people can come back and gather and do it in a safe way so bad things don't happen. And conceptually, of course, that makes sense from a value proposition standpoint. And it's part of this reopening play. You can foresee the company really ramping up in sales. I'm just looking at the uh, pro forma financial projections uh, that came out with respect to this SPAC merger recently announced. And it looks like you appear uh, a significant growth spurt heading into the future in 2021, 2022 here. And I assume that played into the decision to go public 
through SPAC Newhold Investment Corp, symbol mm-hmm. NHIC, trading in the market. That's at a $1.7 billion valuation. Big step change for the company. Seemingly, you know, at a good time for the business as part of this whole reopening macro thesis. Ultimately, why did you choose to go public via a special purpose acquisition company? Why NHIC specifically? Did you guys look at any other deals, any other SPACs, traditional IPO, staying private? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we had plans to um, go public in the next couple of years anyway. When we learned about the SPAC vehicle and saw the compressed time frame right. and the certainty to capital, it became a very obvious vehicle for us to go meet the moment, right? And mm-hmm. we've just been talking about this moment of reopening now, right? Almost every day, a new venue. It was outdoor venues where people are moving, theme parks, and we did really well there. Now indoor venues are opening. So we wanted to have be a fully capitalized company and invest in our go-to-market, uh, our partnerships uh, to meet the moment of people reopening. And we felt like the SPAC vehicle was absolutely the perfect way to do that. And the timing for this to happen couldn't be better. As you know, our plan is to be a public company sometime in June, and we're on track to do that. So yes, um, that, that's why we chose that. And we're thrilled about it. Regarding Newhold, um, we had our SPAC process went very, very well. We had we have a very compelling business here and a really exciting opportunity. The TAM is measured at, at about twenty billion. Uh, only two billion of that is regulated. So we started out by talking about airports. Airports, prisons, and professional sports are the only places that mandate you have to have security. The other 18 billion of that 20 are we greenfield. Those are places that may have a security guard or somebody checking a bag, um, but there, there's no technology there. And that's the place that we're focused. It's a huge open market and no other technology out there uh, that does what we do to go get it. So we're focused on that market and we want to go reach the market. So our story resonates and our business model resonated with everybody. We actually had four offers for the company oh, wow. in about two weeks. The new hold offer was not the, the highest offer. Um, and in fact, I teased Kevin and the team that it was the lowest offer, um, but it was still a really good offer. But right. we were very, very drawn to the uh, professional experience they have around facts. Kevin's done four or five before. They've been doing it for 10 years. They're professional uh, uh, investors and SPAC uh, people. We saw that. It was clear. The due diligence process they put us through was exhaustive. They It was their team, but they hired a really strong team of consultants checking our IP, checking our go-to-market, really thorough. When they made their offer, they were in our day room. They made a very, very informed offer. And we knew that this would be an, an amazing partner uh, to go through the rest of the SPAC process with, get the pipe done, go through the despacking process, and stand the company up. Uh, we couldn't be we couldn't have been happier with that. So we're thrilled about that. And they were not looking for a science project; they yeah. were looking for real technology. They talked to a lot of our customers. They, as you know, they have a focus around in the industrial tech yeah. sector. We fit their methodology. And they stayed, you know, they looked at something like 200 companies. Hmm. uh, And we ended up checking 29 of the 30 boxes that were the requirement for their selection. So it was really a a perfect fit when we when we met each other. Uh, And, you know, since that time, 
you know, we've been working really, really closely to make sure that we execute well throughout the SPAC process and stand the company up. And we, we, we're really thrilled with how that's going. And now a word from our sponsor, Accelerate, one of Canada's most innovative and fastest growing alternative investment solution providers with a suite of institutional caliber alternative ETFs for investors seeking diversification and long-term performance. The Accelerate One Choice Alternative Portfolio ETF, symbol 1C, ONEC on the TSX is Canada's first alternatives portfolio solution, providing exposure to six alternative asset classes, 10 alternative strategies in one easy to use, one choice ETF that charges a management fee of just 0.2%. The Accelerate One Choice Alternative Portfolio ETF trades under the symbol 1C ONEC on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. It sounds like it was a very smooth process, well-received, and four offers for the company. Uh, can't go wrong with that. So with respect to, uh, you know, once this uh, DSPAC closes and you're up in trading, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the things that you learned from the SPAC process, would you recommend it to other private companies? And what were some tips and tricks, so to speak, that you learned uh, that you could describe to someone who hasn't gone through it yet? Yeah. So I would. And of course, you know, the the SPAC market has been a choppy market recently, right? Yeah. There have been some ups and downs and lots of companies doing it. And on the broad spectrum of that market, right, big companies that are going out, small companies um, in all different kinds of sectors. Um, you know, all I can tell you is the experience that we had was a really, really good experience. Everything about it, our timing may have been good, but the most important thing is our business is good. We have a really, really strong business and a really, really big opportunity. And that was so obvious to everyone we told our story to. Um, all the, the people we did, the SPAC outreach to, all the people in the pipe, all the investors we spoke to, totally got our message. And we know when we become a public company, like all of your listeners today, they're gonna get what we do too, right? Because we've all stood in that stupid line we all hate going through those metal detectors. Uh, and we, this was just a market ripe for disruption. Hmm. And, we, and we've been able to do it. And everybody gets it, right? So when we go public and people hear our story, and today we're a bit of the best kept secret in the physical security space because not everybody knows us. We think when we go public, obviously, we're going to have a platform. When people think about this problem and how do I make my venue safe, in a touchless way, in a frictionless way, we want them to think about us because we can provide them capability they couldn't have before. And as I said, I call it democratizing security because our business model also, guys, is just as compelling as our technology because we, we provide this security as a service. We're a SaaS-based company. It's a four-year subscription. So if you want this capability, we put the system in your entryway, and we provide this as a security, as a service for 48 months. The barrier to entry is low. It's not expensive. It's very easy for us to deploy. We own the systems, uh, and they have their venues safe. So it's available to everybody. Cost doesn't get in the way. Everyone wants their venue to be safe. And you know, oftentimes people ask me about the competition, um, and you know, the biggest competition we've had to date is, is do nothing. Mm-hmm. And the cost of do nothing goes up every day now because of the escalating threats in the world. And that's why our business has been so strong. 
recently and will continue to be strong for a long, long time. Yeah, and with respect to the SPAC market, it certainly has been choppy lately, a bit of a hangover after a frenzy earlier this mm. year. But ultimately, you know, it's the fundamentals that shine through. And we've seen some SPAC deals that more so based on, you know, hype and things of that nature. But, you know, it's ultimately it's the business model that matters. Now, concurrently with this SPAC merger, you raised a $300 million pipe financing, which will be utilized for growing the company. So what are some of the specific use of proceeds with respect to the cash on the balance sheet that you'll have once this deal closes? Yeah. So uh, obviously, this land and expand strategy, which has become so important to us, right? Because there's a thing that people go through. Uh, I like to uh, uh, liken ourselves to what Peloton's doing to fitness mm -hmm. and Tesla's doing to automotive we're doing to physical security, combining sensors and artificial intelligence in a very contemporary and cutting edge way to solve a really big, important problem. So um, so one of the things that we've learned in a proven land and expand strategy, when people choose us and we're there and other people go through it, that becomes a catalyst for it's so experiential and so different than they're used to. When we land in a place like we did in Lincoln Center and people went to the shows and went through there, the physical security people who all know each other because they're former retired police officers or CIA or Secret Service, they trust each other. They've gone through this experience and it has this force multiplier effect that everybody else wants them. So we were able to win lots and lots of opportunities, for example, in New York mm. because of that, that connected tissue between the decision makers and that experiential sell. And we've done that in many cities across North America. So a lot of the proceeds are gonna be used to expand our land and, span, and, and expand strategy, get people on the ground in all the geographies that we need to have them in, expand internationally. We have teams of people in Europe and Asia pack, but we need more. And we have partnerships with companies like Motorola and Stanley Black & Decker. They're also investors that we want to double down on and make sure that we get the scale and reach that we need to meet the moment, right, that we're having today and get our message out there and then be able to get our systems uh, in these uh, digital thresholds, these entryways, so people can have um, their venues open up in a safe and new way. So the capital will be used for that. And then over the course of the next five years, because we can do so many things on our platform because we're digital, first we can connect to all the things that are there your video surveillance, your license plate readers, any kind of infrastructure, turnstiles, badge readers, we can connect to all that. And then our customers want other things, right? I mentioned elevated body temperature. We did that. We can add facial recognition if people choose to have that. We can add other capabilities like we're working on e-ticketing and identity. And there's a whole set of other capabilities that if our customers want it, we want to be able to either develop it ourselves and invest in R&D, or uh, partner with somebody that's best in class, or potentially, you know, you know, buy a company if that's if that's an option as well. So having being fully capitalizing capitalizing the company gives us the opportunity to bring those capabilities, expand our capabilities for our customers, so that we can make uh, their venues a place where when visitors return, it's going to be safe and frictionless and touchless and personal because we have data that nobody else has 
that's going to be really valuable for everybody. And that's our that's our mission and our goal. And uh, we, we, we see a big opportunity to help tens of thousands of, of companies to do that. Certainly a lot of very interesting growth prospects. I mean, as just as an aside, as, as a sports fan, the smart ticketing aspect is something that is very interesting from my perspective. So I certainly look forward to, uh, to that. But something that probably perked a lot of our, our listeners' ears would have been uh, something that you mentioned in passing was the, the Bill Gates investment. Now, can you provide a little bit of background on, on how that came about? Yeah. Well, it, he was one of the earliest investors in the company. So the company was born, as I mentioned, seven and a half years ago. Two of our founders were entrepreneurs and residents at General Catalyst. And when they came out with the, the business model um, and the plan uh, for the company, Bill Gates was looking for an investment in physical security. Because as you know, he's doing, you know, he's solving some of the big problems around the world, from climate change to polio, sanitation. Uh, and he wants to make the world safer, right? And you may know that he was one of the leading people that predicted the pandemic that we ended up being in in the last year. He predicted it a couple of years ago. So he's quite an amazing person. We all know that. We have an enormous amount of respect for, you know, his continued effort to try to make life better for people. Um, and he uses his big brain and his capital and, and all this capacity to do it. And he chose us for physical security to, to upend that. So he's one of the earliest investors. He's been investing in every round that we've had. Uh, he led our, our, our we just did a, a convertible note prior to doing the, the SPAC. He led that uh, along with Finback, Jeb Bush's uh, company. Uh, and we feel absolutely privileged. And he's, you know, all of our investors from Bill and, and Jeb Bush and Finback to Lux Capital, to DCVC, to General Catalyst are all staying in the company uh, throughout this uh, SPAC process. So they're going along with us because they believe in what we're doing, number one, our mission, but also what's possible in terms of building the leading uh, and market leading touchless security screening that's been long overdue. And now we have the, the, the technology and the business model to go do it. So. We're thrilled about that, and we, we think Bill's but will we'll go along with us. Yeah, and certainly yeah. Uh, the people utilizing it will be thrilled with being safer and having a more efficient process in terms of getting uh -huh. into these facilities, no doubt. But, Peter, before we let you go today, mm. can you uh, tell uh, investors where they can find out more about Evolve? Well, you can come to you can come to the Evolve website, um, but you also can go to the Newhold website, NHI, uh, NHIC, and all the uh, the the public company information about our story, our financials, um, our business model, democratizing security is all there for you to see. And I think there's also not there's also some really great videos. There's nothing like seeing people flowing into a venue. It's so different than what happens when you're standing in a long line. Uh, it's great to see the videos. And I think um, my talk track, my narrative on the slides is there as well. So you can learn a lot if you go see that. And we welcome people going there or coming to our website and learning more about us and, 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 and staying close to us because we think we're doing something super important here. And there's a big opportunity to do the two things that as a CEO, you, you dream to have, which is to build a big market leading and important company, but also 
make the world a little safer. And we, we have the chance to do that here. So we're thrilled about that. And I appreciate the time, Julian and Michael, with both of you to tell that story. So thank you. Yeah. And thank you, Peter, for coming on the show. For investors listening, the SPAC merger partner, symbol NHIC, this deal is expected to close later in the second quarter. The new symbol will be EVLV once it's all wrapped up and up and trading. So Peter, thank you for coming on the show. You have a very interesting story with respect to what you're offering at Evolve. And hopefully I can see it out in the wild as we get to the great reopening later this year. So thank you very much and wish you guys the best of luck in the future yeah thanks so much julian and michael really appreciate the time and the great questions thank you bye everybody okay thanks for tuning in to the absolute return podcast this episode was brought to you by accelerate financial technologies accelerate because performance matters find out more at accelerateshares.com the views expressed in this podcast are the personal views of the participants and do not reflect the views of Accelerate. No aspect of this podcast constitutes investment, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed in this podcast should not be viewed as a recommendation or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or investment strategies. The information and opinions in this podcast are based on current market conditions and may fluctuate and change in the future. No representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made on behalf of Accelerate. As to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. Accelerate does not accept any liability for any direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage suffered by any person as a result of relying on all or any part of this podcast, and any liability is expressly disclaimed.